I was going to say that at this point, I've given up on any sort of scheduling or trying to get this right. At this point, I figure the best way to do this is just to start the stream as quickly as humanly possible. And if it turns out I forgot something, either roll without that thing or just figure it out as I go. Because I've tried to make a checklist for this. I've tried to get this like evenly like, oh, okay, we'll always do for this stream, we'll always do this, this, and this, and then it never turns out that way. So I'm like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. I honestly don't even care. Uh, it looks like my teeth are like brownish yellow, like decaying in the light of this. I don't know why. It's the lighting is all here. There's no lighting here. And I, I mean, I've been drinking coffee, so maybe it's coffee stains. I promise my teeth is healthy. They just look weird. And, it's, and I have this huge fucking pimple on the side of my head, but I can't fix that either. This, we, we're not... At the point where we can afford movie magic. <laughs> We're just at the point where we could do this normally. Oh, but one thing that has changed about Monday Morning Coffee, at least for you video watchers out there, is that you'll notice I'm a lot more in frame than before. I decided to uh, do a smaller version of the banner, so the banner goes more down here. So when I go into the Monday Morning Coffee section, it shows more of my face. Because before it was like weird, I had to like tilt my head up was very strange anytime I was on screen here. But now it's like 90% of the screen, which is good, I think. And then you can still see the little banners um, down there. And it's the same banners as before. I was going to add new banners. Uh, I think we talked about, didn't we talk about the, well, the Redbubble one is still there because I might be bringing the Redbubble one back to at least some extent. Because of course we have that new shopping tab on this YouTube channel. And any attempt to monetize or sell out, I will take. Any chance. But, uh, oh, I've also brought back the, because it's good for SEO and um, people clicking the stream, I brought back the, um, the original format that I got rid of because I was too lazy. The one where it has what the show is about in the title instead of just the show name. Um, we actually used to do that. <laughs> and then I stopped. Because I was lazy. But I'm going to bring it back because I'm, I'm trying to practice with the SEO. I'm trying to practice with the marketing, okay? I feel like I can, I can do pretty well at it as long as I try. So that's why we're, we're bringing those titles back. I haven't even said the name of the show. I just realized I might have fucked up. Uh, first of all, welcome to Monday Morning Coffee. This is a show where I have a coffee and I have a list of questions. Or I have a list of topics. And I keep talking about those topics until... I finished the coffee, and um, you know how I was talking about when the stream first started? Oh, we'll just say fuck it, and um, well, well, we'll start the stream, and if I'm missing something, we'll either go without it, or we'll deal with it as the stream goes up. Uh, I forgot the coffee. <laughs> now, it could be, it could be worse. I do have a coffee this is the morning morning coffee i've talked about this before on the show that i have a coffee that i have in like my my morning when i wake up in like six but then i have the show coffee that's like it's morning but it's also like 11 a.m so it's not really that morning uh that's usually a second coffee i'm still on the first coffee and there's like barely anything in here <laughs> so it's not a, the title of the stream is not going to be very accurate today because I already have 99% of this coffee taken down 
and it's going to be a longer stream than usual. Here's what's on the docket for today. As you can tell from the title of the stream, we will be doing a Game of the Year Awards. It's actually just called the Game Awards. I don't know why I called it Game of the Year Awards. Game Awards Roundup. A couple of Monday morning coffees ago, we did our nomination picks, and I don't remember any of them. And when I try and sign in, it doesn't have any of my picks saved. I think I got rid of all of them. So I'm just going to guess which ones I got right. Um, we'll just leave it at that. I mean, if you really want to check, you can watch the video where we do the nomination picks. Um, we'll be going through that stream, just talking only about the stuff that seems pretty interesting. So it actually shouldn't take that much longer. It shouldn't take that long. And then we'll be covering the new Ice Snort videos, of course. The Snow Miser himself. I actually realized, looking at this list, I don't think I watched the ones from last year, or at least not all of them. Because when you know how it has the little red bar at the bottom if you watched a video already? There's only two of them that have the red bar. So I might have to watch some of the last years too. There's a couple of, there's a couple of ones that have a, a lot of views that I don't remember watching. And of course there is the, um, there is the, the, the ones from this year. There's been one, two, three, four, five uh, Snow Miser videos so far. So we'll be doing that. What we will not be doing this week is we will not be doing Gamedal, because we're doing Game of the Year Awards instead. Uh, and we will not be doing Armchair Detective, because I'm still editing that Rapid Eyes video. Holy shit, it's a big one. It's going to be like 45 to 50 minutes long, and that's cutting out all the superfluous stuff. Take in mind, it took us four hours in total to do the whole thing, so 50 hours of content. It's actually a pretty small amount of total coverage. I'm only keeping, if I made a funny joke, <laughs> which didn't happen very often, or if there's like a big, like, here's a part, or like, we're fairy crafting, or like, here's a part of the video that's very important to know about. Uh, I'm just keeping that stuff in because I intend for you to just watch the video series yourself first and then watch my reactions. Um, so, which is kind of the way that I do all of these things. But, um, yeah. So there's that. No armchair detective. No, no new armchair detectives until the old armchair detective is finished, as we as we like to say in this industry. Anyway, as the IP camera begins to fade out uh, and the Wi-Fi begins to dwindle, I think it is time for us to go into our first segment, which is actually not the Game Wars wrap up. It's the updates. I forgot about that. <clears throat> the show always opens with updates. So we'll talk about updates, starting with this channel. Um, you know what, I'll still make it the small screen so that you can <laughs> so if it, if it starts freezing, you won't notice as well. Um, starting with this channel, um, the next video will, you'll get a, you'll get a back-to-back -back armchair detective, which I think will be the first time that ever happens, um, because I was originally going to do Rapid Eyes as its own separate thing, but then we turned it into an armchair detective, so now there's going to be two armchair detectives in a row. You'll notice the videos have been coming out a little less frequently than usual. Uh, I will say that when I go on vacation starting December the 19th, you're gonna see a lot more videos. You're gonna see a lot less recordings. You're gonna see a lot less live streams. I'm not gonna be live streaming during that entire time because I'm gonna be in a different place without any of my equipment, but I'll have all the video files at least, and I will be trying to catch up as much as possible to the backlog on shorts and all that sort of stuff. But the next video on this channel, be armchair detective 
rapid eyes. We've got two armchair detectives in a row for you, you armchair detective fans. I hope you're looking forward to it. On the shorts, you might have noticed that last week we moved into doing shorts every single day and instead of the um, uh, the three per day or the three per week. Um, this is just to catch up on the backlog for the most part. <laughs> I don't know if this is good for, for SEO or whatchamacallit. Uh, it seems like I, I tried looking up like Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast actually doesn't really release uh, YouTube shorts and all the effort channels just do not have a pattern at all. Um, they just upload them whenever. So I'm like, okay, you guys didn't fucking help me. I don't know how many times I'm supposed to do this and not have the algorithm yell at me. But so far, last week, you know, doing them all throughout the week, we, we didn't really lose anything. So I figure, eh, whatever. I'll just do one a week until we catch up. And I'll decide maybe, um, or maybe if I just get tired of it and maybe it's like a pain. It's not, it's not super hard to make a short. Okay, 90% of the 99% of the work here is finding out a good clickbait title and a good good clickbait thumbnail. It's not in the like actual editing it or, or doing anything because it's just a clip from the stream. It's a clip from the VOD. It's from the VODs. VOD, uh, these videos from these videos. But anyway, um, I believe we're on the first armchair detective for those shorts now. So we'll be going into the first armchair detective for the shorts and then uh, all these, I realized, so last week I did del start deleting the BMG videos, the old BMG videos that were just like the full stream edits. Cause I didn't like that because that's not the style that we go for on this channel. They're for heavily edited stuff, only like the best of highlights. Um, I deleted two of them. I'm noticing this one is still up. I'm hoping that I didn't accidentally delete the wrong video. In fact, can I check this just to make sure? Because I could have sworn I deleted all the long ones. Um, and I thought there were only two long ones. I deleted two videos off this channel. But I saved, I saved the files before I deleted them. So technically, unless there was two. Oh, maybe there was two. Are these both long? Did these both go long? Okay, this one was 47 minutes. And this one was... Also 47 minutes, but it's a different video. Huh. Okay. Maybe I just forgot to both download this one and then also delete it. Well, I guess what I'll, I guess I'm throwing it into the recycle bin on stream. Because that's how this is going to work. <laughs> I don't like those videos. Drive me nuts. They are, they are the second worst videos on this channel. No, no, no. They are the worst videos on this channel. I'm going to say the second worst is the Germa videos. Um... Because I think the Jerma videos actually do help my SEO more than hinder it. It's just that when I get analytics from them, they're not very helpful because those aren't my videos. Those are compilations of somebody else's videos. Um, but I'm going to, but these ones just drive me nuts because it's so off. It's so, and not in like an interesting way. It's just off. At least the Jerma videos, there were only three of them and they all happened within the same time frame and they all happened before I started to actively use this channel. So it's, even though they show up in like the video tabs, if you look up the most popular videos, um, it's not the worst thing. And one of these days, I figure, so my plan for the Germa videos, I don't think I'll ever delete the Germa videos. I think I will unlist them at some point, but I will only unlist the Germa videos if there is a me video that usurps one of the Germa videos. So right now, the top three videos on this channel 
are all three, well, actually four. There's four of them, I think. Is there four of them? I don't know. I think I made a fourth one. Um, it's the four German compilation clips are all the top four videos on this channel. If there is ever a video by me specifically that surpasses all four videos, then those videos will get unlisted. That's like clip this for later in case it happens, because this will be important. I'm saying this right now on December the 11th, 2023. This will probably happen in another two years. But at some point, if one of my videos outdoes the German compilation videos, then those videos will not be deleted. They will be, um, well, no, I won't delete them. They'll, they'll be on, they'll still be on this channel. They'll, they'll be unlisted because I figure too many people have them saved. They have this link, so I'll just keep this link on there. I could, I could put them on the archive, um, and that would make sense. The only problem is that then the link switches. So anybody who had the old link saved, it's not going to work for them anymore. So I figure, um, I figure it's probably better to do it that way. Anyway, I'm, I'm waiting for this video to download. It might actually take a while. We might have to delete the files on stream at a, at a later point because this is almost a megabyte. It's taken a while because uh, I'm also streaming. So that video is going to be deleted. Anyway, we're on updates. Um, yeah, shorts are being shorts. Live on this channel, I've got a bunch of stuff set up. It's just going to be a, a crate pick of which ones I pick. Uh, GTA 5, most likely. Yakuza 0, pretty likely. FF7 Remake, most likely. Um, and then a bunch of just miscellaneous. I really want to play Hypnospace Outlaw. I'm, I'm betting on Hypnospace Outlaw. And my main reason for betting on Hypnospace Outlaw for this week is because it's the only game I have saved on Xbox. On the Xbox Game Pass app, it is the only game I have downloaded. And if I do not play that soon, a year will pass by before I realize that that's installed on my computer. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be like two times expired from the Game Pass store by the time I finally realize, oh yeah, <laughs> I have those files on my computer. So I would like to play that game this week as soon as possible. I'm thinking what the game will be this week will be, or sorry, the first, the first stream for this week will be GTA V and Hypnospace Outlaw. I'm aiming for that. If I forget, then, well, you'll know, because it will be on the stream. <laughs> and it will be very embarrassing. And you all get to laugh at me and say, hey, wait, didn't you promise these two games? And I'll be like, oh, oh, shit. I'll probably make up some sort of excuse. I'll probably be like, oh, well, um, I, uh, actually, I wanted to play these games more this week. I decided that I was going to switch to these games. It's, it's totally bullshit. Um, I totally, uh, just forgot. I'm just making up the excuse so I don't look at stuff. Anyway. It's time, I think, to delete the files on stream. I want to make sure that there's no... If I show my YouTube studio on stream, there's nothing, like... People aren't going to be able to, like, hack me or anything, right? I want to make sure there's nothing here that's, like, super crazy. It's got the likes versus dislikes, but... This was actually... This was a section where I was doing some bangers. There's, there's a lot bigger periods of time... I just want to make sure there's nothing bad here, right? I don't think so. I think I'm safe to show this. I think I'm okay to show this. Because I really want to do the he's deleting the file on stream. Because I think that bit is funny. 
Yeah, these videos all have 100% likes, by the way, which is shocking. I go through entire periods where all of my videos get 50 to 60% liked. Um, so I don't know what was happening back here. Ironically, the only one that has a lower rating is the BMG video. <laughs> well, the shorter one that's going to stay up. This one actually has 100%. I'm sorry to the two people who like this, but we're deleting the files on stream. It'll be up. It'll be up on the Stukery archive in a couple of years because it was released in 2023 and um, currently on 2011 for the Stukery archive. But it will be, you'll see it again on the Stukery archive at some point. You will be able to still see this video. It's just not going to be on this channel because I like to keep this channel crisp and clean. That's why I keep deleting the shorts. If shorts don't be successful on this channel, they get removed from here and they get re-uploaded to the Stukery archive because it's clean, it's nice, it's simple. I don't got to worry about anything. That's why I do it. Take a long time to delete this file. I was going to say one other thing while I was on here. It said something to do with, oh yeah, the memberships. So I have decided, and I don't think this is so bad, that another benefit that members get on this channel is that they get to see the raw VODs of any stream. There you go. Now it's gone. I delete the files on stream. There you go. Now I'll, I'll re-upload them to the folder. Actually, this is the video archive. So if you have the link to the video archive on my, my Google Drive video archive, you can see it immediately. I think that's up on the website, stukery.com. There's a link somewhere in there where you can see just all the videos. Um, but they're just Google Drive versions. They're not YouTube versions. So you can actually just see it right there if you really want to. Um, another benefit that members of the channel are going to be able to get is that they're going to be able to see all of the raw streams from a month ago later. So from this point, a month ago. So it's like a rolling basis, right? So you, you, if you are a free, let me rephrase this. If you are a free user of the Stukery YouTube channel, then you will always be able to see, well, you'll be able to see every single Monday morning copy, always, because that's a podcast. That's not related to any of this. And you will always be able to see VODs of live streams that are a month old or newer. If they are older than a month, then they get converted to members only, in which case members only, only, only members can watch the videos that are older than a month for raw streams. But the reason that I do that is because I noticed that I'm usually able to edit up a highlight reel video within the month that a video is out. So I'm like, okay, I don't feel too bad about this because by the time this video gets too old, there will have already been a video made, a highlight reel video made for this live stream bot. So you can just watch that one. And that's all the good parts anyway. You, you, weren't, you aren't missing anything by watching the full bot. So that's what it looks like. So if you go to the website, I said that weird. It's the YouTube.com channel. That sounds even weirder. It's the YouTube channel. I'm talking about the YouTube channel that you're on right now, unless you're watching it on Twitch and Kick, which in that case, just go to the YouTube channel. Um, so you'll see all these within the past month are all free to watch, but then once you get to the ones 
passed, you know, two months ago instead of one month ago. All these are now members only, with the exception of, um, the exception of Monday morning. Why did I not make a Monday morning copy for a really long time? Or did I just do a bunch of streams this week? No, doesn't make any sense. Where's the where's the next Monday morning coffee? Because the mo oh, never mind. I understand. The Monday morning coffees are unlisted because of the whole issue with YouTube's notifications. Yeah, because if I public those videos, it'll alert everyone that they were released today instead of like five months ago. <laughs> so that's why they're like but you can still see that you can see those are all available to everyone you, you just go to the um podcast section and it has all of the um it has all of them from 60 all the way to the first one what, what, what was our first episode oh that's when i was my backdrop was that wall so this wall I, li I literally flipped my uh desk and that's why i'm like we're still wearing um white t-shirts to every single uh video also and what's this mean it was August the 29th. There you go. It was the first one. This is on the, the main channel, which transitions very nicely because let me talk about the creative stuff now. So on this channel, of course, Feeling the Rhythm, still going. Uh, you'll notice that I'm doing these highlights now for um, the blog post video versions. So you can also see those. Um, but Feeling the Rhythm still going. Those podcast videos are still going. Once they're... Because Phil the Rhythm is getting pretty close to ending soon-ish here. Once it does end, there will be a new video that combines all the episodes together into one. And that will be on this channel. On the Substack, um, still doing Guardians of Infia. On the WordPress, still doing Boys and Girls Part 2. Um, not much has changed. I'm now back. I think I'm... I'm relatively back and stable with the releases of boys and girls part two we missed a week once um but that episode is now episode should be out right i didn't forget to release it right that'd be embarrassing if i did but i wouldn't put it past me let me see did it come out oh no oh no it didn't come out oh i did forget shit because it was on the fuck I forgot to release it. <laughs> I forgot to release anything else. I forgot to release it to Stukri's archive. Fuck! It's because my stoop my to-do list is off. My to-do list isn't correct. It'll be next week. It'll be out next week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really thought I got this. God damn it! My to-do list. Okay, here's why. I release con I'm going to explain why this is the this is the uh streamer back down sandbag explanation to why he doesn't release content on time, okay? This is my argument. It's not that oh I'm working on something important or like I have some sort of like, you know, family emergency or anything. This is the this is the real reason that I don't release stuff that I promise, okay? I literally forgot. And here's how that happens. I have a calendar of all the content that comes out every single day. First of all, I have to manually update this, so that's sometimes when I forget to do stuff, it's because I forgot to manually update it. But what happened here is that I have... <laughs> this is so sad. This is dumb, but this is a me thing. This is absolutely a me thing. 
I have the content calendar, and then I have the to-do list item for checking the content calendar to make sure I release whatever's on the content calendar. Now you might you might think to yourself, I it's still great, wouldn't it be just easier to just like have it all on the to-do list or have it all on the content calendar? Yeah, probably, but that's just the way that I have it. Anyway, the issue is that even though the content calendar is right and tells me what to release on Saturday and Sunday, the to-do list item only appears on work days. So if it's a if it's a weekday, if it's a work day, then I see what's supposed to be released that day. But if it's the weekend and I forget to check just from my own noggin and memory, which you should never trust, by the way, if I forget to check it myself and I don't have the to-do list item, I will not bother to, to release anything that was supposed to come out that week. And that is why you did not get a Stukeries archive video on Saturday, and you did not get the new episode of Boys and Girls Part 2 on Sunday. And thank God I checked that during this. See, this is the real benefit of having an update section to Monday Morning Coffee. Not because you guys particularly care about whatever I'm releasing, but that I remember what to release. That's the real thing. So let me fix at least let, let's take let's take baby steps here. I'm going to post content for the day. This is every workday. It needs to be every day. We'll start with this and then I'll start just maneuvering everything. Cause the only problem is that if I do it if I do it on the to-do list, it works. Actually, in Todoist, does anybody know in Todoist? Is there a calendar version of this? Like a no, like a calendar. This is a scheduler. This looks ugly. Is there like a calendar? Like I want. Oh god, I can't really show you this without spoiling stuff. Um, I guess this works. I wish there was a better view of this. Oh, a board. Oh, this. Ah. The board view of the calendar is not so bad. Um, I can go through more. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Maybe I'll do it this way then. I'll start. I'll start pushing stuff. I'll even set another to do list item. Remember, if you've watched if you've watched this podcast long enough, you know that I have to set there. I just forgot to release two major pieces of content over the weekend. You know I need to set this to-do list item right now on stream. You know I need to. Because I'm not going to remember any of this shit. Okay. So I need to start putting content calendar stuff into Todoist instead. So that I remember to actually release content on time. Instead of having it in a separate thing. It is nice. I like this content calendar. Um... But yeah, I, it's just not good to have two different things. So I think I might I might try and move it over. I don't know. We'll see how good that ages. It's in my inbox now. I'll, I'll look at it again in a couple of days. But anyway, that's that. Let's spend what's up with this channel. And then finally, JBR, as is down there. Uh, I'm still doing the automated stuff. I think I'm going to turn that into somewhat of a content mill. Because I don't have time to release JBR content myself, but I at least have enough time to check and like edit and make sure that the AI bot's not giving you bullshit advice. So 
I just let the AI bot control JBR for now. <clears throat> At least that business consulting side of it. And then the creative side is is all me still. So that's what I'll that's what I'll focus on for now. And then I'll just let the bot do whatever it wants. And then uh when it's time, it's time, I suppose, for me to do more work on that one. But for right now, focus is uh creative stuff and this channel. Because this this is the stuff that seems to be growing the most. So I'll just do that stuff instead. Let's now go into our two main topics of today. We have, of course, Ice Storm. We also have the Game Awards. So the way I'm going to do this is that we are just going to watch the Game Awards stream. Why is it not showing anymore? Oh, I, I closed it for some reason. I don't remember why I did that. Um, I have the Game Awards stream up right here. All three hours of it, which will not be an issue because there's probably 15 minutes, maybe less of actual content that was interesting on this show, as there always is. So I'm going to go through it. This, this is probably the easiest way to do it, just to go through this version of it. And then, you know, when I see something that I remember, oh, this was pretty interesting when I saw this, or if I missed something, we can cover it. I did watch, I watched this semi-live. So what I did was I was available. I actually didn't have anything better to do when this, on the night that this was happening. So I would just go through, I would I would open the stream, I would pause it, I would go do something else for like 30 minutes, I would come back and I would skip all the boring parts, and then I would, once the boring parts, once I caught back up to the stream, which would take me ver a very short amount of time, I would pause it again, and then I would go and I would do something else for 30 minutes, and then I would come back. That's So it's kind of like the smaller version of what I was talking about before. It's just like now you're doing it live because uh i mean i i did, like i said i literally didn't have anything better to do so i figured i might as well do it that way uh otherwise this would be my very first time looking at any of the game awards stuff today there really wasn't any spoilers i noticed i mean i was there i was watching stuff but when i looked at twitter when i looked at youtube there wasn't i i didn't get any recommendations or trending or tweets or anything that was like pretty interesting in comparison to the stuff they actually cared about during this show so it, it wasn't that it was actually that spoiler heavy but we're gonna put the sound on i hope jeff Keeley doesn't sue me for showing this stream i don't i think he's pretty okay with you showing the bots and stuff i mean people react to it live i don't know how he reacts to people doing the VOD. i, I don't think it would matter i'm gonna like i said we'll just skip a lot of this so, we'll go through with our first, so this shows, this has the pre-show, also, and then it has the, um, and then it has the real show. But there was actually some stuff that was on the pre-show that was pretty interesting. I'm gonna lower it for me. Uh, this looks like Brother's Tale. Yeah, they're making a Brother's Tale of Two Sons remake, but I don't think it's by the same people. I don't think it's by the, uh, fuck the Oscars, man. I think it's by, um, so yeah, it's by a different team, but it's just being published by 505 Games, so I guess owns the IP, but I don't think it's the fuck the Oscars guy. He's the guy who won it. Um, speaking of which, Bowser won something. This is the new Pony Island game. Wait, actually, what did, what did Nintendo win here? Oh, best family game? Best fa- uh, yeah, best family game. That's what it was. Okay, interesting. So this is the Pony, this is the Pony Island 2 trailer. This is the first notable thing that came out on this stream. 
that's another pre it's a pre a lot of the good content here came out in the pre-roll <laughs> which is rare for this stream it's usually just the boring indie stuff but now they had the interesting indie stuff It's Pony Island 2. That's cute because it's called Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. Which if you played Pony Island 1, and you got the vision at the very end of the game, the vision of the future, it does, it does say Pony Island 2 Panda Circus, and it has the, the same... It has a picture. Well, this is Charon, or whatever. And then this is the this is the logo, basically, of the game that's in Pony Island 1. So it's quite cute. So it's got those inscription uh graphics now but it looks all nice looks very different no ponies in sight i couldn't help but notice there's no there's not even a um there's not even a, a, a kayfabe here for this one but it still has the hacking mini game from pony island Is that the... That's like a YouTuber guy, right? I think so. That's that one um, from sequel to Pony Island. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of Pony Island, but I thought it was cute that it came with the end. Anyway, let's keep going with this. Uh, there's a two more here, I believe, in the pre-roll. That was actually pretty cool. Is it? No, this is something else. Where is? Oh, here's another uh, another anime game. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Chinese uh, MOBA gotcha mobile games, which I guess, th I mean, those are big, hey, Hoyo's big, so it makes sense. Uh, this game, this game looks cool. I don't know if this is made by the people who made Amazing Cultivation Simulator, but it gave me those same vibes of, like, that good PC jank. Well, this one might be interesting. Oh, it's, it's published by Billy Billy, so it, it might be good. It might be not good, because it's published by Billy Billy. <laughs> and this is the Rogue Trader, uh, this is just a an ad for Rogue Trader because it came out on the same day as the Game Awards. Which I guess they forgot about. Here's some... Here's here's some, uh... Assassin's Creed VR game that looks like maybe it could be... Maybe fun, probably not, because it's Ubisoft. Innovation and accessibility, um... I said... During my predictions... Oh, so for the fam best family game, I, th I think I did say either Pikmin 4 or, um... Super Mario Wonder, which, I mean, those are made by the same company, so I'm just going to say I'm right. For the innovation and accessibility, I said it was going to be Forza Motorsport, because if you've ever played a Forza game, you know the first time you ever boot up those games, it gives you four pages of unskippable accessibility options that you have to go through bit by bit. Uh, so I said Forza Horizon, and believe it or not, the winner was... So I, I nailed that. I knew that one. Easy. That one wasn't very hard. 
Uh, give on a deaf girl, which seems like it is very much a, um... They're, they're trying to get brownie points. This looks very soulless. Uh, this is the esports ones, which we just skipped because I didn't fucking know what any of this stuff was. Uh, this is some sort of... Oh, this is for the creators of Dead Cells. That's right, this is a Dead Cells game, but I thought the graphics and stuff didn't work that interesting, which was kind of sad, even though it was made by Dead Cells. And I do like Dead Cells, but I just didn't care. This is a new game by the Funkbird guy, which is pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Uh, not particularly notable. Oh, it's, I think it's called I think it's called Frasher, which I thought was cute because it's like Bumper Frasher. I, I thought that was cute. No, this is an ad for Samsung. I thought, where's the where's the good stuff? Okay, here's the trailer for Persona Three Reload, which I think is out now. Isn't it out by this point? Oh, as a um, you know, we'll watch this. We'll watch this one. Why not? As a just in case you were curious. Where I'm at with Persona 3, which I have been playing, by the way, I have now caught up on the female save. I said that weird. On the girl, you play as the girl character. On the girl character save, I have caught up to where I was on the boy character save. So now I'm just rolling with the um, girl character as my main character. Still not very far in the game. I still haven't gotten the robot lady, which isn't all the... I, I forgot about her. Until I started looking up Persona 3, because I was just, I, was, I, I don't remember what the context was, but I looked up Persona 3, and I noticed in every single image or video of Persona 3, there's the robot lady, the blonde one, with the clockwork stuff. I'm like, I have not, not only have I not seen her, I have not seen any mention of her. I'm halfway through the game. How is this lady on all the fucking concept art and everything? That's mentioned, and she has not been mentioned once in this game so far. I think she's in. The, she's in this trailer like ten times. I'm like, bit. I don't know when in the game you get to that point. I have no idea. I can only assume I have to be really close to it, because there's no way she's in the. It's just no way she's in like the late second half of that game. I'm like, I'm like, I would like to think I'm pretty far in that game. Because um, I did look up the game facts walkthrough. The game ends in January, and I think I am in September, I believe. So that's... I gotta be, like, pretty... I have no idea who she, the fuck she is. No mention of her. Absolutely none. It was very weird. Uh, this is the first tutorial boss fight. I don't think she gets knocked down the, um, in the actual tutorial boss fight. I mean, this is an Unreal Engine. Oh, and I have no idea how good this is actually going to, uh, this remake is actually going to be. Looks like it's definitely made in the Persona 5 engine. Oh, this is cute. Look at the minimap. This mini this minimap is detailed as fuck. Look at this. Holy shit. This has everything. It has save points. There's the Home Econ Club. Here's where you buy the bread. This is an interesting interpretation of this building, because, well, I'm playing the the version that's on Steam. That one's weird because it, it's the visual novel er version from the PSP game. But there's actually, if you played the Fez, I think it does have all these environments in 3D and Fez. Let's begin. This dumbass. Here's the uh, here's the foreign exchange kid. Wow, they made it. He's the only one who I think looks better in this game than 
<laughs> the original. They actually made him look not so bad. And here's this lady from the track and field. Uh, or no, she's she's not from track and field. She's from um, she's the kendo club leader, right? This lady isn't she? But this is the track and field people. Okay, here's the here's the big mall area with the movie theater. Here's Kenji, who they made look way older in a weird way. Yeah, here's this lady. Whoa, 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 whoa. what did she say? Is there, is there going to be spoilers in this trailer for the run that I'm currently doing? Mr. X Assistant Coach. Interesting. Oh, this is at a concession stand at the movie theater? Can you work here? Maybe I just didn't know this. This might this might be something that's in the main game. I just didn't know. Yep, they got new anime stuff. I knew about that. Oh now it's a, oh there's a new uh there's a new animation for when it turns to the dark hour. That's cute. New song. Yeah, they're really doing the anime budget here. Zaki Hiko. That looks good. So yeah, so here's the character. There's a dog. I have not touched this dog yet. Here, looks like Kenji or like maybe a little kid. I don't know who that would be. Uh, here's, of course, Junpei and then main character. I wonder if these environments... I don't know if these environments are, are going to still be randomly generated. I feel like these are probably um, completely made at this point. Okay, this whole party I, I recognize. Uh, I don't know who the kid is. Yeah, see? This lady. The, the robot lady. I have not seen her. I have not seen the robot lady in my current run through of the game. I have no idea how I missed her. Or if she comes later. I, I don't know. Yep, that's a persona, alright. Okay, this guy. I think this guy is going to be my... I, I've seen this guy a ton. Uh, but he's not in my party yet, but they're setting him up like he's going to be the next person. So I think I'm wherever at this stage of the game is, I'm here where this guy's about to be a party member. This is all new. Well, this is this stuff isn't new. This is all stuff you can do in the game. Listen, these... I mean, this stuff, a lot of this stuff looks like really good, actually, now that I'm looking at it. I didn't really give this game a chance, because I just assumed they were doing some cheap sort of remake. Because they're really trying to shill out all the Persona stuff. But this doesn't look so bad so far. Yeah, see, look, so much emphasis on this character who I have no idea who she is. Alright, well, this is going to be on Game Pass. I'll give it a look-see, but I would like to beat Persona 3 on Portable, like Persona 3 Portable, before I touch this. But I'll give it I'll give it a look, uh, hopefully, after I have already beaten that game, but I'm going to have to play a, a lot more of it. Oh, hey, look at all the three games that they've already removed from uh, Game Pass. Unless they're announcing that they're uh, putting them back on Game Pass. No, they just said play today. Okay. Very cool. Um, there's Dave Diver DLC. I have not touched that game, nor do I really am that interested in it. Content Creator of the Year. 
I don't think I bothered with this. This is one I didn't bother with. It was the VTuber, which, I mean, I'm not horribly surprised by that. Um, they're making a World of Goo 2. Remember that game from, like, 2009? It was, it was like, one of the first Steam demos available on the Steam store, back when the Steam store was very sparse, and they had, like, maybe four demos on the entire site. It was, like, the Half-Life 2 demo, the Bioshock demo, and the World of Goo demo. And that's the only reason I know what this, uh, what this is. And the X, I think that was, like, the Expeditions Rome demo. And Alien Swarm. That's it. And that's the only thing I know about this guy. I don't care about puzzle games. 15 years! Yep. That sounds about right. That'd be, well, actually, that'd be 2008. That's just the, who's the developer of this? There's no way this is, they haven't released anything since World of Goo. They gotta be doing, have done something. Two, 2D Boy and Tomorrow Corporation. I, I've never heard of them. But they must have been making stuff since World of Goo, I would hope. And then, this is the stuff that's the most important. Of course, we have a brand new trailer for Fantasy Persona, or as I like to call it, Fursona. Uh, this is the metaphor trailer. This is easily, speaking of good-looking trailers for games that I thought were kind of mediocre when I first looked at them, this trailer actually does not look that bad. This new Fursona trailer is actually um, pretty good, so we'll give it a look-see also. And this is uh this is officially I guess you could say Persona 6. So B team is working on the remaster right now. A team, the people behind Persona 5, all that stuff. They're working on this game. Which makes sense cuz um I think between 4 and 5 you had Catherine. Um so between 5 and 6 there's this game. Although Catherine was much less the Catherine wasn't like a Persona light from what I remember. This is just Persona. Like I said, it's a Persona. So it makes sense. Conflict exists, much like the world has Highness once dreamt of. To put it I'm out of coffee. I need my I need to move to my water. So different studio though. Studio Zero. Which I don't really know what that means, because it's just the persona people. <laughs> I don't know why they I guess because I guess because the team that they run is P team, where P stands for Persona, so they added they were like, oh, we gotta call this something else now because it's not a Persona game, even though it's very clearly a Persona game. It's very they could have just done this under P, the P team name. I don't know why they're calling this Studio Zero. Concept artist of. Autonomous, which is very interesting, and then the mechanical designer of Evangelion. What ever that means? But um, yeah, I mean it looks pretty good. Yep, and Shino's back. It looks good. It looks like fantasy percent. It is. Take this as you will, but it will be the Sims medieval of the Persona franchise. Take that as you will. The Crusader Kings 2 of the Hearts of Iron franchise. 
Crusader Kings 2 was to Hearts of Iron as a metaphor is to Persona. I like the I, I, I like the um I, I feel like the Sims medieval analogy makes a lot more sense though for this. I will not elaborate further. You have to take that as you go. Okay, so that was the last thing that they showed before the actual show started. You can tell we're already 30 minutes in, um, which is great. We're making good time. And trust me, that was actually a lot. Um, now that we are on the show itself, there will be very few things to point out. So we're actually doing very good. Uh, Neil Newbaum won uh, Best Performance. I thought it was very funny that Idris Elba did not even bother to show up. Uh, I thought that was very funny. Um, if he won, that would have been extremely embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, it was it was Neil, Neil Bomb, which was pretty obvious. I, I That was my vote. I remember that one. Uh, Matthew McConaughey showed up for some reason to shill some sort of space game because he was in a space movie once. It was the whole thing. I, really, I didn't think I was going to bother with that. Um, they showed what looked like was going to be an important God of War thing, but was actually just DLC. It was like a roguelike DLC that was very... I don't care. <laughs> oh, this game looked really good. So I'm not going to lie. I don't give a shit about Untitled Goose Game, but this game looked great. When I think... You guys know, I'm not a big multiplayer guy. I don't like multiplayer games. But the type of multiplayer game I do like would be a game that looks like this. Because this game looks very weird in like all the good ways. I like I like Journey-esque game like multiplayer games, I would say. Either you either make it like Journey, where it's a single player experience, but like I can still interact with other people and stuff, or no, like retail simulator <laughs> where it's very complicated but there's a bunch of players lethal company is actually a pretty good example of the retail simulator model i feel like you just have a bunch of people in a room and 90 percent of them know what they're doing and are trying to accomplish the goal and as long as they're doing that you could just fuck off and do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> this game this game is like the perfect mix of both of those concepts and I love these characters. Holy shit, they're they're amazing. The soundtrack is also kind of a banger. This might make me want to play Untitled Goose Game. That I didn't pay attention to that game because it looked kind of dumb. But this looks great. Look, and it's like a it's like a. I almost wanted when I first watched this trailer, I was like, is this a oh is this like Google Earth? satellite footage that they then like auto modeled into a level i but i think it's just a randomly generate it must just be a randomly generated island or something which is weird because there's some stuff on this map that looks like more realistic and then there's the upper stuff that just looks like the toy box things so yeah the gimmick is the gimmick is you're making a toy box, toy set, playhouse, a railroad, little train city, whatever you want to call it, using children's blocks and children's toys on this realistic island. And I don't know exactly what the um, 
depression or whatever is going to even be, but I like the I do like the mystery of it. And I also like games that have um, very simple emote systems that can then be used for a lot of different things. And this game definitely has that. The emotes are like very simple, but there's clearly a lot you can do with them. Super fun, right? It was a great trailer. Fantastic trailer. It it that was the rare indie game trailer that actually made me interested in the indie game. I was like, damn. I usually when they show indie games on this, I just immediately skip them. Like I skipped the past uh four or five indie games that they've shown <laughs> just within these past 15 minutes but that one i was like oh shit i gotta stop i gotta stop the bot hold on hold on what are they cooking with this one okay interesting the great trailer i did a play test of that game right i'm here to save a prince this 2d uh prince of persia game still looks pretty good but we've already seen all this um there's a Lego update for Fortnite, and I don't care at all about it. Uh, this is another Hellblade thing, which is never coming out. The only time I ever hear about this game is at the Game Awards, and I've been hearing about it at the Game Awards for like the past four years. I don't think anybody played the first game. I don't even know if they have a real Hellblade that they're making. Um, this was Best Narrative. I'm gonna turn this down actually a little bit. Uh, this was best narrative. I think this was the one that I was very conflicted about. I wanted to say Phantom Liberty, even though I hadn't played Phantom Liberty. Uh, Alan Wake 2 won this one, which is fair. I'm not gonna yell at it. It seemed like they, it had a pretty complicated story. I don't know, I didn't play that game. People weren't complaining about the story, so. There you go. Uh, this is some sizzle reel and then a teaser that shows no gameplay footage and it's like three seconds long and it looks like some sort of weird team shooter battle royale thing that I don't care about. Um, don't know what this is, don't really care. It's by the people who made Ori. It doesn't look particularly good. Um, more ads. A lot of ads. It's, make, it's getting his money's worth. At the very least. It's a Discord ad. Uh, this is the one that made everybody really upset. I remember this. Looking at the Muppet, the stupid Muppet's face, and then everybody gets pissed. Best debut indie game. Uh, Cocoon, a game I've never heard of in my entire life. Dredge, never heard of it in my entire life. Um, Pizza Tower, have heard of it, have played it. Didn't particularly like it, but it seemed like it was the, the crack shoot for this. Benbun, never heard of it. Uh, it looks pretty nice. Never heard of it, though. Viewfinder, a game that I have been told is very garbage, and honestly, honestly, I kind of thought this was going to win. I'm not going to lie. And it would have been really funny if that game won. Because uh, everybody, I, everybody I've seen talk about Viewfinder was like, fuck Viewfinder, that game sucks. I thought it'd be really funny if it won. But it went to Cocoon, which I don't know anything about, so I can't really make a joke about it, because I don't, maybe that game is good. I don't know. I've never heard of it. <laughs> but everybody was pissed because the Pizza Tower game lost. But, uh, I mean, it's a stupid fucking garbage award show. Who cares? Oh, here's a big one that's disguised as an ad. I actually thought this, I thought this commercial was really cute, actually. 
they disguise it as if it is a generic pre-roll ad so that you don't fucking you fucking if you're like me and you're just see like oh two people on a couch you're like oh this is dumb time to skip like a fucking moron which i did by the way when i saw this i was like this is nothing and then i saw the footage that came directly afterwards i was like oh shit 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 i hit the, I hit the push the button back a bunch and watch it from the beginning First of all, there's a yeah, there's a ton of references too, which is very cute. There's the Sonic Ring sound effect. There's the Shinobi. Oh my god, I really stuttered there. The Shinobi arcade cabinets. Um, I think air, like almost everything here is some sort of reference to something. Uh, there's the, sh the Streets of Rage thing. This skateboard that I think she brings in has a sticker. That's a Jet Set Radio sticker. I think the pool balls in the in the table are a reference to something. Yeah, so Jet Set Radio, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi. And then, but then there's references to other games on there too. And it does say and more in development, so it seems to imply that's those games that are also in development. That's a cute little ad. Is that Sega? This is a really cute shot. Oh, look at that. That's so clever. Look, hey, you gotta give it to whoever filmed this stuff. They really do their stuff. The Sega ad, the Sega eye, the intro. Very clever. Very cute. They knew their they knew their stuff. Whoever was making this, and then it's oh, it's it's the yeah, they're doing Jet Set because uh, Cyberpunk or Cyberpunk did really well. Yeah, I could have seen this one coming. Uh, they're gonna rush out a Jet Set Radio game because Bomb Rush Cyberpunk was very successful. Uh, I don't know how good this game's going to be. I don't know how good any of these games are going to be. If you announce five separate games in one trailer. That makes me believe that, first of all, these are probably all mobile games that are like five hours long. And secondly, that you gave like a three-person studio like six months to make this. So I don't know how good any of these games are. They definitely look like tech demos. They don't look finished. So like early developments. This looks very early development. Like the test level is what they're showing out here. Shinobi looks kind of generic, Rocket of the Ninja stuff. The Streets of Rage stuff also look pretty generic. Um, this e easily looks the worst, and I can only imagine we'll do it the most poorly. Jet Set Radio didn't look so bad, but I feel like Jet Set Radio was really the one that's leading on this. Crazy Taxi did not look so bad. Definitely a test level, definitely not finished, but this does not look so bad. This actually looks alright. Yeah, so if you, uh, if you want any of those games, um, none of them particularly stand out a whole lot, but, I mean, they're making them. So that's cute. Uh, and then, and then they immediately followed up with a Bandai Namco thing, but it's, uh, it's drag it's a new Dragon Ball game. This is Budokai Tenkachi. Ooh. Spike Chun Soft, I get it. Uh, this was a- I thought this was a Saw game, and honestly, it might be a Saw thing. It's Dead by Daylight. I just, just assume- I don't know anything about Dead by Daylight. Maybe it's a Saw reference. I don't know anything about Saw, either. 
Oh, this is a never good one. Lots of new worlds, but now it's time to return to a world we haven't seen in quite some time. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know this was a remake, but then again, they haven't made a new mana game in forever, so I should have assumed it was a remake. This looks really nice, but when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is good, but in like the Genshin Impact sort of good. <laughs> so I was a little worried, but it does look great. It does look really nice. Unfortunately, I can tell you right now I was wrong, but I was like, ooh, this is good, but like, gotcha game good. <laughs> I almost didn't recognize the mana character here. I was like, oh no, is this like Promised Neverland or some of those other dumb, stupid gotcha games? Oh, and I missed, I missed the uh, thing about him at the very beginning saying the, um, that's a remake. I, which is why I thought this was new. And then I saw this, and I was like, oh, no, it's the mana artist, it's mana. Yep. That makes sense. Yep, and then there, there it is. There's the tree. I don't know, has anyone even played the original Visions of Mana? What did it even come out for? I, there was a ton of, um... Mana games that never came out in the U.S. Is this one of them? Because I've never heard of this. I'm getting press releases from Square Enix. No, tell, like, when did this... When did the game come out originally? Visions of Mana. It must be, actually, I think it is the one that uh, didn't come out in America. Because if you look up Visions of Mana, and this might be why I didn't recognize the title. If you look up Visions of Mana, nothing comes up. So it must be one of the Saiken Densetsu games. And now they're calling it Visions of Mana for the first time. That would make sense. That might be good. I think I heard the first Mana remake they did was like pretty okay. I don't think I saw anything particularly bad about it. Let me, can we actually look this up? Hold on. Sorry, I need to do my tabs, because I still haven't set up this new, uh, Brave thing to have, when I make a new tab, it doesn't show, like, a bunch of, like, important information. Um. That's so a Secret of Mana, Trials of Mana. What was a remake? Oh, no. If I look up just the word mana, it gives me... A fucking bunch of dumb shit. Because I remember mana games really sucked for a very long time. Legend of... Oh, here it is. Legend of Mana. Wait, whoa. There's been a couple of them. 2020, Trials of Mana. 2021, Legend of Mana. They've been pumping these out. I didn't even know this. Okay, yeah, the Legend of Mana remaster did very well. That was the most recent one. The remaster of the 1999 game. Uh, Trials of Mana did pretty good. This is, the, I think, this is the 3D one that I was thinking of. Um, they haven't done a secret. They haven't done Secret of Mana. They haven't touched the big one yet. But they've, um, they've made, I guess, all the other ones, and I guess. I know Trials. I feel like Trials of. Well, it's just on here. It's just called Psychic Densetsu Three. So maybe this one didn't come out in America. Who knows? I don't know enough about uh, the Mana series. I haven't really touched this one. 
Uh, this is Neo 3, but they're calling it something else because they don't want to put white people in it, but since the main character of Neo is a white person, they just call it something else. And also, I guess it's produced by, uh, it's produced by PlayStation. Uh, so best action game, I did say, uh, Armor Core 6, and it was Armor Core 6. Best art direction, I think I said Hi-Fi Rush, but it was Alan Wake 2. This is the first one I got wrong. This is the first one I actually did not get correct. This was Alan Wake 2, which I can, I can kind of see it. It's not art art, but the fusion of like FMV stuff with the real life stuff, I I can get it, honestly. I, I, I do get, understand. Um, this VR AR, I think I said, I, I was like, well, first of all, none of these are actual real VR games, but Resident Evil Village is probably the closest one because I heard that one's pretty good and it was. Uh, best mobile game, I had no idea what any of these games are. I think I guessed the Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Uh, but it was a Honkai Star Royale, which I guess I probably shouldn't have been surprised about. Uh, this is more just ads. Boring ads. We're, see, we're already halfway through the show! How convenient is that? Uh, this is a bunch of streamers playing some game. They're advertising. Oh, here, here we have the really great uh, Don't Vape ads from Truth. Well, I guess they're still going on this. Okay, welcome Which I think is really funny. A sort of world premiere. We actually already knew about this. He's been a huge supporter. Yeah, he has been. He's making his documentary. He's making his podcast. Whatever, just take him out. We know who it is. It's always the same guy. This is another. This is another one. Just like Hellblade Two, is always at the Game Awards. We always have to have a Hideo Kojima section, and believe it or not, it's his. Uh, okay, so this was kind of cool. Nobody. I didn't see anybody point this out. Uh, maybe because they don't know this. This is, first of all, CG. Um, I don't think it's. It couldn't be in game. I think it's a CG thing. This is the stuff that uh, Facebook made. For the um, hyper-realistic uh, faces, where you scan in a face using the uh, meta quest whatever. You could scan in a, a whole person's face, um, and it comes out like what their face actually looks like. This this is uh, CG. This is all computer-generated, and it's, it's using that system. Which I thought was pretty cool, because that stuff's pretty niche. So I, Well, made by Facebook, so it's not like niche-niche. But it came out like six months ago. So if they made, they must have just made this trailer and they must have just gotten that tech over from Facebook or something. They must have had somebody from Facebook like teach them how to do this, which is, I mean, if, if Hideo Kojima is no longer good at writing a story, at least he's still good at like doing cool stuff with tech. But yeah, it's this, this is, the, it's the same thing that they use to make the, um, if you saw the, which I don't know how much overlap there is with my with my stream and this, but it's the same thing that they used Following. for this stuff. So you see the little heads. Where they did this whole interview using the like little heads and stuff that were like hyper real. So it's so it's a CG, it's a CGI recreation of the faces. In real time, these guys look like a bunch of fucking stupid nerds. But it's the same thing that's being used here, and then in this one, they added, like, a lighting and stuff to make it look better. But it's the same sort of, uh, thing. 
Never heard of any of these actors. But it proves that uh, the the OD trailer that we first got a year ago must have been super early on. Because I said, when that OD trailer leaked, I was like, this kind of just looks like a Death Stranding mod. And now I realize, I think it was probably was a Death Stranding mod. They were just using the assets that they still had as placeholders. It must have been super early. Before they even had like the actors or anything like scanned in, they just used a Margaret Quayley um, person to replace, I guess, one of these people. Because they didn't have any of the actors. But they must have been working because Jordan Peele has been hanging out with Kojima for a long time since that thing leaked. So it makes sense. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a tech demo sort of game. It's not going to be a real game. I'm sorry to tell you this. This is not going to be a real game at all. They say it's using Xbox's cloud gaming system. Whatever the fuck that means. I can only assume that's what the phone tie-in is. That's OD. So I guess I'll, I'll explain it to... Oh, it's using MetaHuman. Was, is MetaHuman tied into um that tech then? Maybe? Three lateral aisle. One of these might be the logo for what they were doing. I'm pretty sure it's the same technology. Or maybe it, what it could be is that Facebook used Meta. I guess Facebook could have used MetaHuman to make this. I don't know. I don't know all the people who work on MetaHuman. I just know that there's a it's an unreal thing. But there's a couple of different research companies who are all working on that stuff. What's X? What's Xbox? So it must be Microsoft research then. I don't know. I have no idea. But I mean, that's that tech's available, so I guess it makes sense. So if you don't know about the leak, um, last year there was a leak, and it was a holy shit! It is such a funny leak. If you see the leaked video for the first the the leaked trailer of OD, um, it is so goddamn funny. Um, it is, it is like some dude, this naked Romanian guy filming himself and you can see in the black of his iPhone, like you can see him reflect on there. He's getting a bunch of like, he's in a bunch of like crypto scam group chats and he keeps every five seconds getting a notification for them. It's a very funny leak. But, um, essentially what this game is, is you use a phone. There's a character on screen and you have a phone. It's sort of like a point-and-click thing where you you inform the character on the screen where to go. It's sort of like a point-and-click game. Um, it does not seem... It seems like it's mostly going to be a tech demo. It does not seem like it's going to be a real thing. The big thing, of course, is going to still be Death Stranding 2, which was announced at the last show that they did. An incomprehensible terror. Hideo Kojima's AF1s. He's definitely getting some drip advice from Jordan Peele, by the way. Uh, then he shows up, he talks about, he says a bunch of nothing about this game being a tech demo, which it definitely is. And then all of a sudden, oh my god, the door opens and Mr. Drip himself. Everyone, please welcome Jordan Peele to the Kojimaverse. I just, I just love the idea that Jordan Peele is out there. In Japan, and he's teaching Hideo Kojima all sorts of stuff about the AF ones, hip hop, the uh, all that, all that Atlanta flow, ATL, 
and Kojima's just absorbing it. I I would like to see a post Jordan Peele, uh, Dale Kojima. But anyway, uh, yeah, Jordan Peele is the co-creator of this game, which is should surprise no one. He's been on like five different shows with Kojima at this point. It's not a surprise. But it also reminds me of that Elijah Wood tech demo game, where I feel like it's probably going to be the same sort of thing. This is what they're making, and I, I don't think it's going to be particularly interesting, unfortunately. But I've been proved wrong before. I feel like Kojima definitely could, if he wanted to, he could make a really interesting um, game. Here's a Jurassic Park. I don't care about Jurassic Park. Sorry, I'll take the mouse. Bye-bye. Uh, this is best audio design. This was won by Hi-Fi Rush, which was very unsurprising. It's a, it's a fucking rhythm game. Yeah, I hope that it would win. Um, this is Rocket League and Fortnite. I hate this. I don't care. I really don't. This is Sun Wukong. Um, this game's still coming out. It's coming out pretty soon. This is the game that I confused with. I thought this game came out, but it's, uh, I was thinking of the, um, the new Bandai Namco, uh, the Neo spin-off game that was not very good. I, I confused it with that one. Oh, shit. That paused. Suicide Pot Squad gives a shit. <laughs> I don't care. It'll probably be just as good as the movie. Here's the Warframe people. They still work at Warframe. Can you believe it? Rebecca and Megan, all these years later. And they're releasing some new stuff for Warframe. I'm sure it'll be probably pretty cool. But uh, I don't play Warframe that much anymore. But uh, I'm sure it'll be pretty neat. Here's more ads. More ads. And more ads. I think there's something pretty good coming up. Oh, yeah, there is something pretty good coming up. That's a Ready or Not 1.0 trailer. Let's go. Okay, I don't care about this. Whatever. Get off my screen. Who cares? We gotta talk about the good shit. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little upset by Void Interactive. And the reason is because I went through all those maps. We had five different streams of Ready or Not. And then I said, okay, we'll come back to this game later, I promise. But for now, I'm uninstalling the game and we're playing something else. And they dropped this trailer saying that story mode comes out, I'm pretty sure, tomorrow. And I don't have the space on my hard drive to play it anymore. I fucking uninstalled everything. Because I'm playing, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, 100 gigabytes. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto V, 100 gigabytes. I'm not going to have enough, enough space on my computer for another 100 gigabyte game. I'll try. Oh boy, I'll try. And if I do a stream on December 13th or anything after the 13th, I'll try and do story mode. But I'm, I was so fucking mad about that. I was like, okay, guys, we're done with Freddy or not for now. We'll move on to something else, and then they drop this shit. They, I, they announced story mode, but they didn't drop the date for it or anything. Anyway, let's analyze this trailer. See, here's the Ready or Not stuff. So this is interesting. This is the... I don't think this maps to a location, but they have used this location in other trailers. 
uh, I think the re I think the launch trailer had this same sort of area. And it's very interesting because of course it has all of the um. It ha it has all the the candle vis vis. Oh my god, candle vigils, and mementos, which makes me believe because there's a, there's hints at um. And I haven't, I haven't followed the meta of this game. I only know from what I've played. But they've talked about, they, they hinted at a big terrorist attack that happened before the events of Ready or Not. And it's presumed that whatever this is, is, is a reference to that big terrorist attack that happened. And then here's the, here's the pro tag. So this is cool. Yeah, so it's, I mean, this trailer's pretty straightforward. It's exactly how they've described, um story mode in the trailers or sorry in the blog posts um so same same maps this is cherry c of course here's you killing the the veteran guys which by the way is murdering everybody which i don't know if that's a proper form for a swan officer but you know we, we don't know what sort of they're, they're 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 examining this from the point of view of me playing the game which i can appreciate so here's here's a cute hint of um your squad mates no longer uh, dying immediately. They instead get injured, which is, of course, a big deal. Um, so when you go through story mode, of course, when you get that, um, when you when you get the uh, the squad mate down sort of thing, when you end that level, if you still are able to complete that level with a couple squad mates down, they're instead marked as injured, which in that case, they need to be um, killed back up before you can use them again. And I think it's sort of like an XCOM thing, where, um, like, you, you get now, because before, in the standard mode, you just had those four squad mates, and if you lost all of them, you were fucked or whatever. I think now it's like, you keep recruiting new guys, and you can swap them in and out for your full squad party member, and you can, like, level them up and stuff. I think, from what they've described of it, it seems like it's going to be something like that. Look out. Ready? He said ready. He said ready. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Get a ready counter on this uh, trailer. Yeah, they're shooting the guys, and then you can. Yeah, maybe you have to evac them, which would be interesting. Um, this is the one part. Oh, so the last one was Mindshot, of course. Or mine is it Mindshot? It's the data center, the server's room that I fucked up the, the last stream. I was very upset about it because there was just one guy in a fucking server room, and I could have won. I could have fucking won. But um, this I I don't know what this is. I thought this might be the um. I really don't know what it because it can't be, the hideout, of that one schizo guy. I think this might be. The. Because it has the fuck cobs thing, which means that this must be some sort of hideout. But I don't know what this hideout would be. It might be a new map. Actually, a soft new map hint? It's a hostage situation, but I mean, the hostage is just a mode, so that doesn't really tell you anything. The map might be new, but I don't know. And then here's the, this is the psychologist guy. You see, he, he's got the visitor tab. So this is the thing about, like, um, you know, you have to, like, train, like, the P give them, like, trauma PTSD training, which I thought was a weird addition, but I was like, you know what, I'm all here for it. It sounds like a ready or not sort of thing, so I'll just do it. And this is him. This is the the thing about them doing the the trauma. So so it's physical. It's physical. You have to train um, 
physical stuff, and then you also have to train um, mental stuff as well. That's what this is. The, the ribbon. I don't know what the ribbon means. The ribbon's, the ribbon's interesting. Maybe just another visitor tag sort of thing? I don't know. It's so, are you ready? He said ready. But he didn't say ready or not. He should have said, so, are you ready? Or not? Boom! Fade to black. Cut to black. Ready or not. That's what they should have done. Unfortunately, they didn't. Also, yeah, they said ready like four times in that trailer, which I thought was also funny. Cool trailer, as always. Looking forward to story mode, which is coming up December 13th in two days. It does later the stream day. I'll try. Should I just check right now if I have enough space to install this? I'm going to I'm going to delete shit. If I could somewhat manage it, I'm going to just delete shit. I won't delete mainstream games like Yakuza 0 or Grand Theft Auto or, or Final Fantasy VII Remake. But anything I haven't yet played, I'm, I might delete that shit. Hypnospace Outlaw, I'm sorry, but this is a, this is a bigger deal. Let me see. What do we got? Oh god, this is gonna be a close call. So on my drive, you know what? I'll count. I'll count the hard drive also. Oh, I actually have more. I actually on the SSD, I have 121 gigabytes of space. That might be enough. Maybe. Where's my ready or not? Ready or not? It's 92 gigabytes. Fuck, that's gonna be real close. Oh, they added new achievements. They added the new achievements. Fuck. Oh, they're adding. They're doing so much. 14 achievements remaining. They added the new achievements. Shit. Fuck. Oh. I'm going to be perpetually playing this game on my channel, aren't I? We're just always going to be playing this. Okay, I'm going to try for the 92 gigabytes. It's going to be close. Because, of course, when, when Steam... I've had this happen to me before. When Steam does the, like, unpacking and extracting, there's points where it can take way more than 92. Um, I'm going to hope that 120 is enough padding that I could get away with it. It's reserving space. And it started the download. I'm going to hope... It says... It says... Um, in zip file, it's 34 gigabytes. So I'm going to hope that unpacked it's all just 92 gigabytes in which case i should be safe but uh if we do a stream on december 13th we're gonna be playing that sorry hypnospace outlaw this is how things happen on this stream unfortunately i do want to play that game though i would like to play it but alas anyway that looks great um, that's another notable one, and then we get uh, nothing notable for another, like, very long time. This is the games for Impact 1, which I hadn't heard of any of these games, and I didn't even bother. I don't know what one. Oh, it's, oh, Shuhai Yoshida! Dude, look at that! This is a Sony guy. Interesting. But he no longer, he no longer works at, uh, Sony. He's doing his own thing. That's cool. I mean, I've never, I've never heard of his game, but that's cool. Uh, here's this dude with the Versace drip. No clue who this guy was. Uh, but I did like his robe. I did, his drip was cool. The, the audacity to just have a Versace robe and just wear it around you like a cape is pretty strong. He's got drip. Not quite as drip as Kojima's eight Air Force Ones, but still pretty good. 
Um, the game he announced, though, does not work backwards. <laughs> and then Life is Strange, because there's always got to be a number one of those. Um, what was this? Oh, this is a, this was the Dungeon Fighter. Yeah, this is Dungeon Fighter Online. Not anything interesting about this. However, the trailer immediately after does have quite a bit to it, if I recall correctly. So yeah, that's um, that's a Dungeon Fighter game. Nexon really shilling, really shilling out, really putting out all the horses. Yep. Okay, this is exactly what I thought it was. So this is um. This was the new Rebirth trailer. I'm not going to... We don't have enough time to watch the real, real trailer. We're just going to watch this one. Um, you know, I leave Max to the Fury Crafting. But since we are playing Remake right now, I will give my two cents on this more limited trailer. I'm not going to talk about the fuck. Or, or, you know what? At this point, we're not even going to get the Ice Snort. I'm not even going to lie. I'm so sorry. Whoever clicked this stream thinking that we were going to watch Snow Miser, I'm sorry for you to learn one hour and 24 minutes in that that was bullshit, but uh, we're just doing Game Awards recap. I don't... Could I get the trailer real quick? Hold on. Let me see. We'll do the, we'll do the whole thing. As in both trailers. Uh, Rebirth... If I just look up Rebirth trailer, it'll probably show me the, um, yeah, the full version as well. Because the full version has a lot of crazy shits. This is another tra This is another trailer reveal that they did. It's just like the second one, where it's like crowded, cloaked in bullshit. Oh, a ga another game awards orchestra thing. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I would have skipped right by this. I don't care about the Game Awards this Orchestra, a bit of a twist. but I but I was watching this one live, so I actually heard Jeff Keighley say the whole thing. That no one has heard yet. You might call it one of those world premieres, and this. Oh, is it is! A, it is a world premiere, all right. One of the greatest video game composers of all time, the legendary Nobuo Uematsu. Ears perked. Here is the Game Awards Orchestra led by Lauren Balfe, with lead vocals from Lauren Allred. Debuting. Who I believe is isn't Lauren Allred the person who's saying "Kiss Me Goodbye"? Maybe I don't know. Theme song from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Okay. Enjoy. Okay, Shawnee. Okay. So, uh, not going to lie here. First of all, the song is mid. Uh, the song is not very good. Actually, it's it's very like uh, out of all the vocal and I'm usually a big Final Fantasy vocal track kind of guy. This song is not very good at all. However, even though I would have skipped it if it was just the orchestra, we are about to see some crazy shit happen in this throwaway trailer that they used as backing for a cheap vocal track. So this is Golden Saucer. This is the performance in the Golden Saucer. Uh, there's Jesse. Which was the first, like, literally two seconds in, we got Jesse. Which is something that has been hypothesized and was considered to be like, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Because she talked about performing at the Golden Saucer before. And of course, we know she's not dead in this timeline. So she probably fucked off and went to the Golden Saucer and went to go perform. And there she is in the, the stands. Uh, here is Red 13... Oh god, what's his fucking name? Come on. Kate Sif. 
uh, cloud, and that's Barrett, believe it or not. They are wearing, I believe, armor? I think this is armor in the game. I don't think these are costumes for, like, Golden Saucer-specific stuff. I think this is unlockable armor that you can give these guys. I think these are armor sets, if I had to guess. Uh, obviously, they're doing all the play stuff and everything during this segment, but I think this is actually, like, their... This is supposed to be a hint of, like, this is what they could dress in. Like, Red 13 turning black. I don't know if they, like, covered them in paint or something. I don't know. I understand that. The Jester hat costume, very cute for him. All this stuff. But I think, yeah, I think this is, like, equipment. I don't think this is just for the play. I think this is, like, actual equipment stuff, which is pretty interesting. Uh, more air cloud romance, obviously. So this is Barrett shooting them, but I think this is a, I think this is a, pl a play thing. This they're in the play. So here is, and this is everybody dressed in their normal stuff. Well, actually, I don't know. Is there? Oh god, I didn't pay attention too much to the demo because I didn't play the demo for Rebirth because uh, that was press only, and they don't concern me press yet. One day, maybe they will. But I actually don't know if there was any equipment for the characters. There might just be weapons again. Uh, which in that case, of course, everything I just said was bullshit. But there is equipment, or just skins, that you can wear on your character. That might be what that is. Of course, they're all going plain here, and they're meeting Vincent for the first time, which is pretty far on. So Vincent? Meeting Vincent later than the Golden Saucer? It might be. So I, I don't really know. Maybe that is just a costume. Very interesting, right here next to the potion vending machine, there is a new sort of device, which I don't know what this is. And of course Vincent, it was still being played by Matt Mercer, in case you were curious. So it's it's the full, everybody who played in Advent Children is also playing in this game. There's the Nibelheim flashback. Very much emphasizing the Aerith romance, which um, I guess this song is supposed to be a remake of Aerith's theme, at least according to Nobuo Uematsu, so makes sense. And also what it shows a little bit later. Uh, this is obviously Aerith's model, but I think this is just for the song. I, I don't think it, this is actually how it would be in the game. I think they're just showing this as Aerith because it's like the Aerith's, it, it's like a weird Square Enix thing. Don't read too much into that. But this is all, of course, in-game stuff. This is them dancing at the Golden Saucer. There's Sid, which I actually think this is the first time we saw Sid. I thought we saw Sid's model earlier than this, but people were all saying, like, oh, it's a Sid reveal, so I guess it is a Sid. The first time we saw Sid. Um, lifting up the plane. Take off. Yuffie's on there. Yuffie's the same. There's, there's Sad Bitch Dine. Of course, we were, I was looking forward to seeing Sad Bitch die, of course, and he's doing he's doing the thing he does best, which is crying, like the sad little bitch he is, which is good. They haven't changed his eye at all. He's got a cool scar. He kind of looks like uh, that one character from that one, like, Dark Souls uh, Final Fantasy game. My wife, who is still so cute and lovely and wonderful. Uh, they're in, like, a porno theater, though, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I mean, obviously gold's obviously golden saucer. I don't know. It looks like a movie theater or something. I don't know if they're like getting popcorn and beverages. They're about to watch a movie or something. I have no idea what the context of this is. Maybe this is the date for her. Oh, yeah. 
Zack, remember the whole parallel timeline stuff? That's still going. Uh-huh. Sorry, by the way, if you're in the middle of watching my Final Fantasy VII Remake video and that, or series, and that's the only thing that you've seen of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, because uh, there's a lot of spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake in here. Uh, I have already completed Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I already know everything that happens. Um, but you also should have guessed that by the fact that I started that game halfway through on the live stream. <laughs> Probably. Yep, Aerith's still in a coma. So this was interesting, because at the end of Integrate, when they show this cutscene of Zack entering the church, people were between her being dead or her being in a coma, because she's on the altar, which is a weird choice. So it seems like if it was an open casket funeral, then the altar would make more sense, but it was just her being in a coma on top of the uh, altar, which I guess is, yeah, whatever makes sense, I guess. Do we see? Do we see uh, zoned out on the perk uh, cloud in this trailer? Or is that the ever trailer? Not the ever trailer. No, just fake Arif. And then there, and then it ends on this, which I thought was really funny. And then just got hard cut. Yeah, you don't need to see what comes after that. <laughs> it's like it's like light. It's like the R slash live leak footage before the cuts. Moments before utter disaster. Is what that is. And then they keep performing the song, which, like I said, is not very good. However, there is then to make it doubly sure that you don't look into this stuff, apparently, and don't try to see what sort of footage that they're showing on this. They do an up, they do a trailer upload on the Final Fantasy channel that seems like, oh, it's just this again, right? Because it's just called the theme song announcement trailer. It's just going to be the... the little things that we saw there, which, I mean, was a big deal, but it wasn't that much. No! It's a completely different trailer! It is a second trailer to what we just saw that has completely different footage in it. Completely. It's completely... I mean, it reuses some of this stuff, but, I mean, let me just watch... Just watch this. Just watch this trailer and see how different it is. There's that ominous thing that they show at the beginning of every of these trailers, which I still don't know what this means. The world will be saved. But will you? Which seems to imply some stuff that I have theories about that apparently other people online disagree with me, but I still think it's right. And then here's the scene. Completely different, completely different, like right from the get-go. We need to repeat this. Right from the beginning. So, this is End of Crisis Core. Zach's getting assaulted by all the soldiers. He's about to die. And then presumably, right when this happens, there's the parallel jump and everything cuts. And so right as they're about to kill Zack, um, everything splits off, is what I assume from this. So it's like literally like it, it shows him zooming slow down, and then I assume right before the bullet hits his head, there's the big, oh, we killed the time ghosts, and then I guess the bullet just drops and everybody's like dead, or he just, maybe he just wakes up in a different location. That might be what happens. There's oh god, what's this guy's name? Buchenhagen, Buchenheim, Buchen, whatever the fuck his stupid ass name is. This is the Red Thirteen origin story, character development quest, whatever you want to call it. You a foe? Yep. It's Vincent. What am I supposed to do? Oh, here's an interesting one. So what? A lot more Zach stuff. A whole ton of Zach stuff in this trailer. 
my god this is the most Zack stuff and I am happy to say that every single thing in this trailer points to me being right which I always love out of trailers um so this is Biggs in this is Biggs talking to Zack and of course that's very interesting because um well, first of all, the timeline doesn't quite match up here, right? Because, well, or maybe it's actually just now in this. I don't. I don't know exactly what happened, but um, I'll, I'll stick with what we know here. So Biggs is alive here. Barrett, Wedge, Jesse, Tifa are dead in the Zack universe. Now, of course, we know Tifa, Barrett, and Jesse, and probably Wedge, are alive in the real universe. Which means that Biggs is probably the only one who's dead in that universe. So that's how it gets split up. It's whoever is alive and good and healthy in one universe gets dead or coma or off the perk in uh, Zack's universe. So Zack's universe is a much more uh, desolate, dark sort of timeline. Sometimes Here's Calm again, which still looks really good. Here's the... Oh, that looked really good. That is Junon, right? Or is that... Uh, Oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't want you to go this far back. Whatever. I thought that was an actual fire alarm for a second. I got tricked by the. I think that's the ship. Oh, wait. Is this all the ship? Actually, wait, hold on a minute. This is the ship. This is the ship to Costa del Sol. Sometimes. This. I. No, this must be Junon, right? This gotta be Junon. They wouldn't have all this shit under the ship. But this is the this is for sure the ship, I think. That they take the Coast of Del Sol. It's like a cruise liner. This is Golden Saucer. Golden Saucer. This I didn't recognize this at first, but um it's in the uh it's in the blog post that Square Enix did. This is the area under this is the Coral what do they call it? The Coral Prison? The Coral Mine? That's what this is. Very interesting. It looks very, although I will say, look at these areas. They're very zone heavy. So calm, very zone heavy. This is a linear path. Uh, the ship is obviously, it can only be so big. It's a ship. Uh, Golden Saucer, I mean, would be a little bit more open. And of course, here's the lady, Madame Tuso, whatever the fuck her name is, from uh, the um, the first game. Uh, I mean, this is more Gold Saucer, but look at this. This looks a very remake zone-esque. This does not look open world at all. This looks like remake, like very zone-to-zone -zone sort of stuff. So I, I'm, once again, skeptical when they say, oh, this game is like all open world. I don't know what they mean by that. Maybe just like a couple fields here and there. This looks open world. This looks like near... Cosmo Canyon, okay. I would guess. You saved me before. Now it's my turn. Oh, sorry. Um, crazy dialogue that you will miss if you're trying to pay attention to what's going on here. Let me shut up and let you pay attention to the audio of what they're saying behind this. Sometimes I don't even know who I am. I forget things everyone else remembers just fine. And no things I've got no right knowing. Cloud, it's okay. You saved me before. Now it's my turn. So that is Cloud admitting he has early onset Alzheimer's, which he does not do in the first game. 
He does not say he because that man goes off the perk crippled before he ever admits that he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Okay, this is the first time this is clear, and it's be clearly before he gets wheelchaired. He's telling Tifa that hey, um, you know, I, I know I'm I'm lying about this stuff, but I promise I know I know you have a different opinion on what's going on here, and I will admit to you. To be totally honest, I totally thought that's what happened, and I totally have memories of this happening. But uh, clearly, there's something not right here. Should we talk about this? We understand this early, huh? Like before the crippling arc, before he goes off the Zam. Interesting. So, is it you, you, or is it the pooch? This is the guy from Coral Prison. I'm just messing with you. That tear is our man. He's the guy who gives you the the choke. That's why the chokebo's in the background. It's the chokebo racing thing. Here's the guy from Gold Saucer. Are you ready to rumble? Is there anything I can do for you? I want to help. This one is very interesting, and this one seems like it's going to be a fro off scene. So Sid obviously not acting at all like how he does. Uh, famous woman beater Sid. Famous hater of woman uh, Sid Highwind would never say this ever but if you look at the characters while he, he they're saying this when um she's she looks very confused like all the characters look very confused that he's acting like this so there must be something that happened where um this might be like afterward like way afterwards where Arif helped like bring the ship up or something like she did something to help make the ship go off or some or maybe this is weird parallel timelines we don't know um, but it seems like it, probably there's there's more context to this. This isn't how Sid would actually act I can do for you. under normal circumstances. There must be some sort of context here. I want to help. Summons. Titan. Yeah, Phoenix. Way bigger summons now that we're in an open world. Uh, what Bahamut? Right. Look at me, Barrett. Oh, there he is. Sad bitch dying. Cool, cool, uh... Cool scar, though. But his face does... His face does... It was like the, the weird... What, I don't know why he thought that was intimidating or something, but whatever. Oh, and okay, now we get off the perk. Um, <laughs> cloud there in the background. Uh, and then this is the scene that's just like, I don't even know how to interpret this. Because this is just a, a fucked scene. And this is the scene where, honestly... If you don't want any spoilers for Rebirth, I probably wouldn't even watch this part of the trailer because this is fucking insane. What happens here? Promise not to tell? When she wakes up, a scary man is gonna kill her. Which implies then, so of course, in the real universe, in the cloud universe, Aerith has foresight, right? She knows what happens in the end because there's a bunch of scenes and stuff in the remake, of course, where she's like, um, yeah, Cloud, I feel like I've been through all this before. I don't know how else to describe you to this, but everything we've done, like going to the stuff, you know, seeing the Sephiroth guy, every, I'm pretty sure this has already happened. But in the Zack timeline, where Aerith is not dead, but in a coma, Marlene has foresight. So now Marlene knows everything that's going to happen in the future of that universe, apparently, which is very strange. It sort of makes sense because Advent in Advent Children, Marlene is 
not the main character per se, but a lot of it is told through her point of view. And of course, that Evan Children is after Aerith dies. So it's, I can kind of sort of connect it to that, but it is going to be interesting how they uh, end up doing all that sort of stuff. And then I think from here, it's the same trailer. For the most part. Yeah, Dershesi. Gotcha. This song is not very good. I'm sorry. Not a not a hugely interesting reveal. So we saw this. We saw this. This Bugen Bugenhagen Bugenheim, whatever his name is. Yeah, very much emphasizing Aerith as the main canonical love interest, which will be very relevant for this uh this part. So I think this is all the same, right? There's nothing changing. There's my wife. Oh, there's one more. There's one more part here at the very, very end. Of course, like f minutes before, seconds before impact. She says, "I'm begging you, lend me your strength," which is a, a hint to her casting holy. I think, right? Because she needs like all the life force. She speaks to the people in the life force to say that, "Hey, I need." I need this. Um, I still think, honestly, I still think they're they're aiming for the twist. I'm thinking because we gotta connect the two timelines somehow. There's a lot of emphasis on Arif in this trailer. Of course, it's Arif's theme and stuff, and they're making this, this is the main theme of Rebirth is Arif. They're showcasing the scene literally seconds before she's supposed to die. Right with the 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 Sephiroth feathers dropping because he's right up on the hill about to slam down on her, uh, epic style. I still think they're gonna try and pull something where Tifa dies here instead. I think they're going to be, and there's there's a couple of reasons why I think this still. Um, of course, in the blog post, a little earlier, uh, I think a couple of months ago, they said. Um, very specifically, they were like, when Remake ends, it'll end in the same place that it makes sense for Advent Children to be the next part, right? So, a world where Aerith is dead, and Tifa's still alive, and all that sort of stuff. Which, by the way, doesn't make any sense. I don't even know if that's true, because there's stuff that they talk about in Remake that are relevant to Advent Children that they should not know about yet. And of course, Advent Children is the bad ending, as has already been described before, because there's like a horrible plague, everybody's dying, um, they're trying to kill the world, but it's already too late, there's nothing else to really save. So I don't know why Advent Children would be the canonical ending there, I, that doesn't really make any sense to me. But, assuming that's true, all they said was, in the end, they were very clear on the language, you can go back and you can read the blog post, in the end, when all is said and done, It'll be at the same part where Advent Children makes sense as the next thing in the series. Which makes me believe it's probably going to happen is that in this scene where we expect Aerith to die, Tifa, they might be trying to, you know, save her last second. Tifa moves over, shoves Aerith, gets hit instead. She dies, which creates a whole bunch of fucky wucky stuff. Because now, uh, uh, 
Cloud is traumatized, but he doesn't have Tifa to be his guide. It needs to be Aerith instead. Uh, Aerith is still alive, which, I mean, is good for the world and everything, and good for the good ending and everything. But um, they still need to get Tifa back somehow in the end. Then, of course, we have this parallel timeline. And I feel like there is going to be some sort of relation where, okay, now Tifa's dead in the main timeline. Um, we need to bring her back somehow. If there's some sort of way to, for the two the timelines to communicate and have it in some way transfer the essence of Tifa or something over into the real timeline. And then Aerith sacrifices herself so that the right thing can happen. Um, I feel like that's probably going to happen. And that's probably going to be the next game. That's going to be the third and final game. I think this is going to cold end with Tifa dying instead of Aerith. But that's going to be, like, the setup is going to be, okay, now we need to converge these timelines together somehow and make it all right at the end, where the right people are dead and the, the wrong people are uh, alive. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, that's where I got out of the trailer. I still think all of my theories hold up. I don't think anything was disproven by this new reveal, which is always good. Gotta keep, gotta keep those theories in check. Anyway, we gotta finish up the Game Awards. There's like one after trailer I wanted to see here. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna need to take it like a piss break. Um. Oh yeah, they they added Cloud to Fortnite or whatever the fuck it's called. Apex Legends. Um, best score was Final Fantasy 16. I think I actually gave this. I might have. Well, I gave this to Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Let's be clear. But uh, I might have actually given this a Hi-Fi Rush. I don't remember, but I never listened to the Hi-Fi Rush soundtrack, so I feel like it makes more sense for me to do Final Fantasy 16 anyway. Um, best independent game. This one had Viewfinder, Sea of Stars, those two indie games I'd never heard of, and Dave the Diver. Sea of Stars won! Which was, which was nice. Um, sea of Stars is uh, pretty good. I mean, I haven't played that, but I've played Chain, uh, Chained Echoes, which I believe is made by the same people. Um, it's like that guy and then the messenger people work together on a game. I think that's what that was. Uh, and it was pretty, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, best community support was Baldur's Gate 3. I, I guess that. I guess Street Fighter 6. Most anticipated game, I guess Rebirth. Uh, here's a Genshin Impact thing that I don't care about. Uh, here's Monster Hunter now, stupid ad. More Fortnite. Oh, I need to turn down the sound again. Alright. Here, please get us to the end of this. I need to piss, and there's nothing else that's particularly interesting. Okay, here, I think this is the final interesting thing they show on this old show. I really don't think there's anything for, like, the next, like, hour... Or anything on this content. Which is really funny. But anyway. Um, this looked really great. So we'll, we'll look at this. The studio. Uh, from the good. The last good Bethesda studio. Is what they're trying to tell you here. The only good thing Bethesda has left going for them. Uh, this looks fantastic. This looks really really neat. Um, I assume this is a lot of like sort of like Algerian inspired or like uh like it takes place in France but it's like Algerian immigrant inspired sort of stuff. I don't know if it's the same if it's always been the same artist who's done Dishonored, Deathloop and then this game 
I don't know if he still works at Arcane or if they just have their own style now. I feel like it might, it must be the same guy doing the art for all these games because they all look very, very similar. It's like a very unique style. So I assume it's the same guy. It's almost, it almost looks like, like this, those Spider-Man CG movies. What it reminds me of. I was already, I was already like, ooh, this is cool. Turn that shit up. I had no idea what this is. I knew this had to be a, this had to be a new IP because it has like the Half-Life shit going on in the background. Um, didn't match up to Dishonored because the time frame was wrong. We'll take place in real, the real world. And I don't know anything about Deathloop, but I figured Deathloop wouldn't be like this. But I did not catch her the fact that he was a vampire, which was really funny because my brain, like everybody else who caught that he was a vampire, would have immediately gone to the Redfall if I had realized that. I didn't realize it. Redfall does not deserve to look this good. <laughs> On the cross going for the church that's so cool relax man i don't fight yeah i should that probably should have been my hint oh and i love they actually have if you notice i didn't notice this when i first watched this they got a they have a filter they have a comic book filter over the whole thing look at that i don't know if that's in um i don't know if that comic book filter is in Deathloop. Because I think Deathloop has like the same sort of aesthetic. There's very clearly a, a comic. That's why it looks like the uh, Spider-Man CG thing. Because the Spider-Man CG thing has the same comic book uh, filter on it. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's obviously a vampire. I missed this. I'm dumb. Alright, time to go Wesley Snipes mode. Much better than Redfall. I mean, it's a it's a Marvel it's a Marvel IP, so it could be better. I would have liked the new original IP, but bring in Wesley Snipes. That's the that's the best thing Marvel has on offer is Blade, so you might as well. And it seems like they have a lot of. I mean, I know nothing about Blade, honestly. I really don't know anything about Blade, but it seems like they have a lot of creative freedom here to do whatever the fuck they want, which means that it might be really cool. And of course, Blade is a character that makes a lot of sense for um for like that sort of style of like Dishonored, Deathloop, like assassination, stealth, you know, immersive shooter sort of thing. Anyway, I need to pee and nothing else happened during this show that was particularly interesting. Uh, if, in case you were curious who won in the end, it was Baldur's Gate 3, one game of the year. So I was right on that. Uh, we're just going to say everything else for all the other awards I guessed correctly. Uh, we're going to leave it at that. But I am going to end the stream for the day. I know we were supposed to get the snow miser. We didn't really have time to do it. I apologize. Maybe next time. But um, until then, we will do some streams this week. You know, uh, Grand Theft Auto V is on the table. Yakuza 0 is on the table. Final Fantasy VII Remake is on the table. And, and apparently now, ready or not has made its surprise appearance back on the table. So we'll see what happens with all those, but I will see you